Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Russ M., and I'm a recovering compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, September 15, 2020. Today we're reading from the big book into action, page 84. Um, just for that paragraph, and it starts with, are these extravagant promises? Today's readers are 12 Steps is Tenzin P, 12 Traditions, Gina F. Reader of the text is Marge O. Page 164 is Joni C. Our backup reader is Susan S.H. Newcomer readers Kathy S. And second hour host is Karen K. The reference number for yesterday, Tuesday, September 14th, 2021, 7 a.m. meeting, Eastern Standard Time, is 17,738. So it's 17738. The 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 17,739. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating, compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps Low way to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, always fifth tradition states, each group has the, but one primary purpose, is to carry the message to the, carry the message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of 12 steps and 12 traditions of overeaters anonymous. I've asked Tenzin P to read the 12 steps. Star one, Tenzin. Yes. Can you hear me? Yep, perfect. Okay, wonderful. Uh, good morning, everyone. Tenzin P checking in from New York City. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so with either them or others. 10, continue to take personal inventory and will wrong promptly admitted it. 11, 
culture prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive leaders and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed day. Thanks, Denton. Next up, I'll ask Gina F. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, everybody. This is Gina F., a compulsive overeater in Connecticut. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other <clears throat> public media of communications. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thanks, Gene. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your share to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive over inner our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star once on mute. Once you're done share, sharing, let, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speaker, should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book and into action page 84. Are these extravagant promises? We're going to read that for one paragraph. And our first reader going to start us off is Marjo is going to read that. Thank you, Russ. Can I be heard? Yes, 
Perfect. Thank you very much. Ma Joe, recovered and grateful in Massachusetts. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are both they are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. You know, I came to a lot of meetings before I understood these promises because I really wasn't, I was, I would get up to step six and seven and I seemed to backtrack. And I seemed to expect that I would get all these miracles, but I had to get over that and keep coming and come to really understand that they aren't extravagant promises. If I keep my commitment to doing my step work, and by that I mean most important is to be staying in touch with my higher power. And then my higher power clears me up. I stopped eating, overeating, and I started connecting with my higher power in the morning and giving him at least a half an hour. Because I give the rest of the world the rest of my day. Very often my day starts at quarter six, six o'clock in the morning, and I don't finish up often until 7 or 7.30. So I feel like I ought to be able to give my higher power that 30 minutes of meditation and talk to him. And it's marvelous. I'm here by myself early in the morning, so I can talk out loud to God if I feel like it, and I often do. But there's, there's the other part of these promises. I know that it talks about the promises here, you know, the feeling useless and the self-pity and the selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. And those are marvelous. But I also remember with the promises, if I don't do what what this book tells me to do, the way it's laid out, there are the promises that I don't want to hear about or I don't want to have to engage in, and those are the ones that promise me I'll go back to eating, I'll be, go back to being the person I was before I took the 12 steps and took them seriously and said a day at a time, this is how I'd like to live my life. Do I do it perfectly? Of course not. That's why they put step 10 in this book for people just like me that do the best they can sometimes, and it still gets me, something will get the best of me, and have to, and, and fear will show up, or self-seeking, or selfishness. I am a human being, but all my life, this is what I've been looking for, and it was right under my nose, and I didn't know it. So I'm thrilled to be asked to be a sponsor, and I'm always thrilled to just get a call from somebody to reach out. And I love my half hour with the higher, with my higher power. With that, I'll pass. And thank you. Thanks, Marge. So before we open up the line for sharing, uh, although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share every third day that others may share experience too. So if you share it on Monday or Tuesday, please step back without someone else to get a shot at sharing. And uh, who would like to share? Just give me your name, first initial, and where you're from. Susan F.H. in Ohio. Susan. Kelly S. Dara L. in Philadelphia. I got Dara. Kathy Ellie. Gloria K. from South Florida. Gloria. Uh, so I did get Kathy S., but there was, a, there was someone after Susan S.H. Was it Ellie? 
Kelly, it was eh? Kelly. Kel- oh, Kelly, yes. I know. Come on, man. I know Kelly. <laughs> it is. All right. I can take a few more. Kathy, Jersey, Ireland. Okay, I, I didn't get that. I did get Kathy S before. I got Gloria K. Who else? Jersey, no, from Ireland. Okay. Jackie A. from Northwest what? Connecticut. Okay, I think that's it. Jackie A. And then there, who was from Ireland? person that, that was from Ireland. I missed your first name. I'm sorry about that. All right. I'm going to hold that spot for you. So we got Susan S.H., Kelly S., Sarah L., Kathy S., Gloria K., the person I missed from Ireland, and then Jackie A. All right, Susan, you're up. Good morning. This is Susan S.H. in Ohio. I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Um, What does this say to me? Well, I did look up extravagant. Extravagant is exceeding what is reasonable or appropriate, observed. Are they extravagant promises? Well, You know, I truly used to think when we would read these and I had no grasp of of how to get to them, I thought they were. But what what this is telling me is that if I keep working, if I keep working, if I do what is in front of me, if I work the steps as directed, and if I keep what the next paragraph says, keep looking and continuing to set right any new mistakes as they go along. That the promises are really there for us. And I see this again and again. Always when, I, when I'm not, um, when I'm wanting to sh- sweep my uh, disturbances under a rug, yeah, it feels like the promises are a little harder to reach. But if I will honestly, work for them, as it says, they are for me too. And uh, they are for anyone who wants to do and work the program. So I'm very grateful to be shown this again and again, to be shown that I have a higher power that loves me absolutely, unqualified, just, just loves me. And uh, that is the big, the big gift that I have received from this program and from the 12 steps. That's, that's what I've received. I, I think I'm out of things to say, and I will pass. Thanks, Susan. Next up is Kelly, followed by Dara. Good morning, Russ. This is Kelly S. Um, recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Good to hear you on the line. All right, so um, starting my timer. Um, this paragraph, right in the paragraph, has a promise in itself. Um, they will always materialize if we work for them. I mean, that's quite a statement. I was reading this yesterday. I was writing on this. I was thinking, it doesn't say sometimes. 
or maybe. It says always, always. I mean, that's that's quite a, that's a promise in itself. But of course, you know, it's followed by if we work for them, you know. And that was the part I didn't want to do. You know, I always wanted God to zap me. I wanted God to zap me thin, zap me abstinent, you know, zap me uh, my character defects. You know, I didn't want the struggles. You know, I just want life to be easy, which means, of course, go my way. Um, doesn't work out. So. You know, I had to do the work, and you know, some sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. My addict thing is, I want everything now, right? And I was reading through these um, promises again yesterday, and they're just such a gift. I mean, some of them, you know, immediately started happening for me. You know, as I did this, you know, our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. I mean, that's happened for me. But I'm less self-seeking. I feel less self-pity. I'm less self. I'm less selfish. I think about people more often than I used to, you know, and I start reading through this stuff. And then the truth is all of these are happening for me, just not the way I would want them now. Right. And so I just have to remember that it's sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. This is a lifelong process. It tells us throughout this book, you know, I'm 59. Well, I'm almost 59. I'm almost 59 years old. I've spent a lifetime, you know, living in this disease, this spiritual malady. It's going to take me a lifetime of working this program, you know, to find all these gifts that are throughout this entire book, you know. But I have to remember, God is not, I, I, I love this saying that I've heard, God is not going to do this to me or for me. He's going to do it with me and through me. You know, he's going to hold my hand and we're going to walk and it's a partnership. And the 12 and 12 says that, you know, we're going to conform our will with God. It's a partnership. And so I have to take God's hand and I have to work these steps and I have to take, keep doing the action every day, each and every day. You know, I only have two, two choices, you know, it's the food or it's God, you know, there's no door number three as we hear all the time. So I have to remember that. And I'm just so grateful today that these promises always, always materialize if I do the work. And the thing today, I'm doing the work and I'm so grateful. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Rest. Thanks, Kelly. Next up is Dara L. followed by Kathy S. Okay, great. Thanks. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Philadelphia. And, um, you know, I, I always believed that these promises were extravagant and elusive until I started thinking about like, what is my problem? (laughs) You know, what is my problem as a compulsive overeater? um, And in my case, also anorexic and bulimic. And, um, you know, I really believe that my problem was that I was, I was blocked. Like it wasn't that I was damaged, that I was a bad person, that I was, you know, irreparably broken. It was just that I was blocked from God, you know, and, and my own conception of a God. And and so if I see this program as just removing all of the things that keep me blocked from my own ability to access um, who I want to be in this world, and I don't mean like, you know, those external achievements, I mean the qualities, like a loving, kind, gentle, generous person. Um, You know, if I just sort of see this work, not as the same striving that I've done to achieve everything else in my life, 
but as a process of letting go of all the things that keep me stuck and sick and um, and cut off. You know, it, it seems less extravagant to me then. And, um, you know, and I love that this talks about how sometimes it's quick and sometimes it's slow. I need to know that. <laughs> it's an instant gratification, you know, uh, binger and purger, right? Like I always, I always want to feel everything right now uh, or yesterday, you know, and, um, and some of, some of these things have been miraculous and instantaneous for me. Um, but the, the promises that I most value are the ones that are slower and where I get to kind of see that process of, of coming to an awakening. And um, I love what was shared about how they will always materialize you know i i suffered from terminal uniqueness for a very very long time i felt different um bodily mentally than everyone else and the truth is you know i am different than people that don't have addiction but coming into this program and and seeing people other people who i could identify with who were just like me who had done this work um you know i i began to believe that it would work for me too and i love you know in our big book it says faith without works is dead, but I also believe that work without faith is dead too. Like I need to believe that this is going to work if I'm going to do it. Um, and so today I, I do believe, and I have a mountain of evidence that shows me on a daily basis that I can live as a free, mostly happy, you know, person. Um, and so, yeah, I, I love that I get to align myself with um, not only with God, but with, with my inner, you know, divinity today. Um, and um, with that, I'll pass. Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Next up is Kathy Ashfall by Gloria K. Good morning, Russ. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. And, um, gosh, the prior shares, there's really not a whole lot that I have to add here. Um but I do relate and, and can, you know, when I was in the meetings, when I first came into OA, extravagant provinces, yes. Uh, I just couldn't even understand how they were going to come true. But, but yeah, I wanted it. Um, and what I love is, as we've noted throughout um, our study and in all of our meetings, how Bill was inspired, not only with the words that he chose, like extravagant and always and if, and then sometimes slowly, sometimes quickly, but also the positioning of these ideas and the paragraphs. They don't happen in step four, um, although they can start to begin, I guess, that early, but really in step nine. You know, when I have taken the time, when I really understand my powerlessness and I give myself to God and, and really do the work of this program in step four, really uncovering all of these defects and uh, these ways that I'm relying on other people or other things for my value and not God, you know, and then in steps six and seven and just asking God to remove them. It's in that process when I start to work out the amends, which means acting differently and changing my ways or correcting what I've done in the past, you know, acting in a new way. God brings these opportunities to experience these promises. For me, it was definitely a sometimes slowly operation. You know, the fear of people didn't just happen overnight. He brings, again, God brings all these opportunities where I have to, like now, let go of the fear of what other people think about me and just show up 
share my truth, be authentic, and just trust that it's going to be okay. My value is secure. God will use all of my failures to be useful to somebody else, even myself, you know, to show me that God, like they say, like somebody else shared, God is with me in this. You know, he doesn't just remove things and, and zap um, great, um, you know, and then even the idea like self-seeking and, and baffling situations. I can get quiet with God and I'm giving clarity. I'm giving direction. I connect with other fellows and, and just I can process this. And then it's a matter of walking it out with God. And things, it's different. Then I have these, these promises. I have a new freedom and a new happiness like we've discussed. But it only comes if I work for them, if I really work the program and trust my higher power. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Kathy. So next up, we have Gloria Kay, and then I still have that spot open for the fellow that uh, was from Ireland that I didn't catch the name. Sorry about that. So, Gloria, you're up. Hi, this is Gloria Kay from South Florida. Oh, boy. Everybody said ditto, ditto, ditto. They all said it because I love, I love the promises, and I have the whole thing underlined, and Underlined twice, I have always. To me, that means that if we work, when I work this program, I have the promises. It's like my life is unbelievable. I've been around for 34 years. I started in regular OA when we just had um, used the AA steps in the beginning. And we studied the big book and we studied it pretty 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 well those years and then then I don't know they got away from it but the vision you guys brought it back and I I'm just so oh my god so blessed to be listening even though I don't share a lot but uh, I love you guys and um just for anyone that's struggling keep 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 on listening keep on listening to how how your life can be changed because um whenever I have a problem I I I go to God and and it doesn't always get solved right away, but at some point the answer comes. So keep on working this program. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you, Kathy. Oh, Gloria. Oh, this is I'm Gloria. Sorry. It's Gloria. Okay. I'm going to my phone. Looked at the wrong check. So next up, <laughs> I apologize. So next up, I found out it was Geraldine O from Ireland, and then we have Jackie mm-hmm. A. Okay, thanks so much, Rook. Can you hear me? Yeah. Great. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thank. Thank you so much. And uh, sorry, I started coughing on a glass of water, and that's why I think you didn't hear me at the time. And thanks for your service, and uh, thanks to everyone who's on the line, and for all the sharers. So I suppose I'm looking back now with, um, you know, almost a year in the program and a year of abstinence and recovery. And I suppose to anybody who's new on the line. You know, these promises, you know, that we've read and discussed over the last few days may seem extravagant. Um, and, you know, I didn't know a year ago that my problem was, you know, I didn't have the right outlook upon life, that I had fears, that I didn't know how to handle situations. And as a result of that, you know, I used food instead. But thankfully, having worked through this program um, and doing the work every day, I, I know everybody has mentioned so far, 
you know, that they will always materialize if we work for them. And that's just a reminder to me today that I need to continually do the work. So every morning I need to do my step 11 work and throughout the day to have that conscious contact with God and to ask God for the next right intuitive thought or action, because that's what's mentioned there in the last line of the last paragraph. You know, God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Um, And that's so true. But we need to keep working every day if we have fears, resentments to do our step 10 work, which we're going to come to in the next paragraph. And it's amazing then how that fear that we had of people and of situations, feelings of uselessness, it does all disappear. Um, And as well, it mentions they're being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. And we can see that as and hear it when we're at meetings and when, when, you know, we share with each other um, how our lives have changed, how we're no longer, you know, the ones that are running the show, how we're able to surrender it every day. And um, yeah, so for anybody who's out there, you know, just keep trusting and keep surrendering. You know, they might seem like they're extravagant, you know, but but they really do work. And um, I'm so grateful um, to have this program to help me to live my life. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Geraldine. I appreciate it. Next up is Jackie A, and then we're going to take another list. Slow one, Jackie. All right, let's give let's give her another second. So we are in the, in in the action. Page Hi. 80, 80. Oh, sorry. Okay. Can you hear me? Hi. Go for go for it. Go for it. Hi, everybody. Thank you. I'm Jackie A from Northwest Connecticut, and thank you, Russ, for your service today and those who've shared on the line and are yet to come. Um, I when I first heard the promises, I thought that I was incapable of it. Um, and there were times I thought that. I was working like the latter couple steps just organically um, in my profession and with my colleagues. And I wasn't giving in to the fact that like I was powerlessness. I felt that, but I felt like it was a defeat. And I didn't feel that I could get out from under it. And um, growing up, I think until like 10, I had a really close relationship with God. And I was very trusting. And back then, I can't ever remember having a problem with food. I think I felt full just because I felt like my home was unsafe and that in order to make it, I had to, like, dive into a spirituality. And then I lost it for a long time. And I feel like these steps and principles and, like, the tools are a way of saying, like, here's a way to deepen what I already have a feeling of God, of, like, they're always with me. I feel like they're a passenger where there's somebody I carry around and I check in with. But I was never asking you know, for the little things, for like that peace of mind. I was more asking for like the big things. Like if I'm hiking, please don't kill me by a bear. Or if I'm paddling, like, you know, please don't sweep me out to the sea or let me drown my dog by accident, like, or hit a car. That's when I thanked God. But I never, I never thought like that I could use tools to just get me through those really hard moments where I want to numb myself with food or where I want to turn to food and feel like, quiet and isolated so I don't think they're so extravagant anymore I just feel like it's like a high price tag for for what's worth it and 
and that freedom is something I've gotten a taste over like the last eight days and uh, my last binge was on Monday of last week and having to be real with like a, a new sponsor that she's at least temporary that you know what did I do yesterday for my body and what's compulsive eating and what's nourishing and when I'm hungry is it okay to eat like what I said I was going to eat and not not feel like I have to make that choice but like have support to do it so I believe in this it's definitely new and like eye-opening and like jaw-dropping but I just want to thank everybody and I like this page <laughs> I really like this page so with that I'll pass thanks Jackie so we are in into action page 84 are these extravagant promises just that paragraph about three sentences so if you shared on Monday or Tuesday, please step back with all others to share their experience. Also, who else wants a shot at this? Who wants to share on this paragraph? Lynn from Montreal. Lynn. And what's, what's the person that showed? Kim, I got you, Kim. Okay, Lynn, so what's Lynn, the, what's, Lynn Lynn Marie K. Wanda from Illinois. Jen A. Judith Jen. S. P. Judith. And there, there was someone. Wanda. To, I got you, Wanda. Darian. Yep, Thank you. Darian, you were before uh, Wanda. Okay. And then initial, the, the first the first Lynn there. Is it Lynn Marie? Lynn Renee, Renee H. Lynn Renee H. We got you. So okay. let's go with this. Let's see if we can get everybody in there. So Lynn Renee H. Kim A. Gary K. Wanda R. Jen A. And Judith S. P. And thank you very much for bearing with me this morning. I appreciate it. Lynn Renee, you are. Star one, Lynn Renee. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, hi, everybody. Uh, good morning. I'm Lynn Rene H. I'm from Montreal, and I am an overeater again this morning. Um, I have a hate-love relationship with these uh, promises. When I arrived in the, uh, in the rooms uh, seven years ago, I did not want to be in the rooms. I hated everybody. Uh, I hated life. I, and the only thing I would be reading is that little bookmark that OA uh, sells with all the promises on it. And I'm like, this better be true because they say it's promises. And when we promise, it's supposed to be true. And um, for a whole year, that's the only thing I would read. And, um, well, it's for sure nothing, a lot, like not a lot of things happen just reading those promises because it's true if we work for them. And I didn't understand what I had to do to work. Like, I work them how I like how does this work and this is what amazes me in this program of life this is what how I, I see it. it's not a food plan it's not a weight loss it's not it's like a life program and if I I, I I didn't have the tools to go through life liking life loving to be alive um, 
being kind to others, uh, loving myself. Oh, my God, I forgot that one. And um, I remember in January 2020 when we were reading those promises in the AOA meeting, and I was like, yep, check, yeah, got that one, check, yeah, okay. And I was putting a check on every promises, and I'm like, how in the world did that happen? And it's the answer is so easy, and it's so funny, because this meeting and all the meetings were always saying, work the steps, work the steps. And it's not in my way of working the steps. It's the way of, the, of working the step that's, that's written in the big book. And for that, I am so grateful that some people like a really like big book thumper that you call yourself. I like that term. And because um, it's not complicated. I complicate things. It's like, okay, how do we get number three? Okay, well, and I'm not patient. So quick and, and quick and complicated does not go together. And um, I am so grateful now for all this program. I'm now able to just shut up when I can't, when I can't deal with things. Like, don't talk, Lynn. And that is not by my own doing here. It is honestly the promises. And I thought it was the promises like that I would get at the beginning. But no, I need to do this step one to nine. And like, like the program mentions it, to be able to have all of these miracles. And thank you so all, so um, thank you all so much for sharing all your miracles. Because with that, I'm a, I'm able to know, not to hear, but to know that this is really true. It does work. Thank you so much, guys. Have a really good meeting. Thank you, Lynn Renee. Next up is Kim A. Followed by Darian K. Kim, you're up. Hey, this is Kim A., New York City. And to kind of piggyback off the previous chair, like, yeah, this is assuming by this point in the book that we've worked steps one through nine, that we have begun to make our amends, and that we're basically considered recovered, right? And it's bringing us to steps 10 through 12, which is how we stay recovered. And I used to confuse um what it meant to work for these promises you know i would think that i had to find a way to get rid of my fear whether it was you know of economic insecurity or people and that i was responsible for making these things happen but i'm not because the whole premise here is that i just pray for the next right thought or action and i leave the results to god and that i understand that if i'm going to do god's will whatever that is, that I don't need to live in fear because things may not go the way I want them to, but they're going to go the way that they're meant to, and I will somehow be taken care of. Not, like, in a magical way, but, you know, when we're afraid of things, it's because we have this, like, illusion of control that we can hang on to something that we're afraid we're going to lose or that we need to make something happen that we think should and it's not working we we know that we aren't able to do it and we're fearful because we're not letting god take the reins and so you know i thought that i was somehow responsible for making these promises happen but when they're talking about you know they'll materialize if we work for them they're about to explain as we go into step 10 11 12 what it means to work for them 
And what it means is that I am continually sending my sponsor step 10 throughout my day as I'm understanding when my defects are rearing their heads. Um, and leaning on God to help me through that as well. Because when I realize that I'm being selfish in some way, you know, it's not on me to fix it. They're giving us the explicit directions what we have to do to work to make these promises materialize. And things happen in God's time. You know, I too am impatient. We probably all like want these promises to come true immediately. And I know for me, things were gradual. I didn't stop eating compulsively right away, you know, because I can't control that either. What I can do is the next right thought or action, ask God how to eat, ask God what to eat. I personally do not use a food plan because managing my food in any way was never helpful for me. I could never consistently do it and just felt like a failure. And that would just keep me in that fear and resentment and self-pity. So it just kind of like contributed to that um that vicious cycle for me so thanks i'll I'll wrap up this is kim a new york city recovered available sponsor thanks thanks kim so next up is darian k followed by wanda r hi russ can you hear me okay yep good good um darian k in the berkshires of massachusetts recovered compulsive overeater and um the miracle is this Saturday will be 35 years in this beautiful program, and um, yeah, the promises are coming true um, if I allow them to, like they say, if you work for them. <clears throat> and the word work to me is a four-letter word. I did not like hearing that, um, that I needed to work. But I'm going to reap the benefits. Um, there's work to be done, and that's why all the the diets and the, the things that I tried before program didn't um, pan out because I did not put the effort in. Um, <clears throat> and so this program has a lot of work for us to do. It's not easy. Um, you know, we have to do certain things daily. And um, like it says, I mean, it would be so nice if there were just nine steps and then we were done. <laughs> um, promises done. Um, but nope, we have three more that um, we need to focus on, and three very, very important maintenance steps uh, to keep what we have. Um, and so that's, you know, where we sort of have to um, live live it, right? We, we do it, and then we live it. Like, like Leah says at the end of the meeting, go live it. That's what we need to do. Um, and, yeah, I'm just so grateful, grateful that I, um, you know, can listen to all of you take this, apart and and then reconstruct it and and just make it come to life not just words on a page not just things we read in a meeting you know because you know most meetings have the promises um they're they're true statements that um are being you know uh lived by all of you on a daily basis and it just gives me hope gives me hope to stay doing what i'm doing trudging that road with all of you and um, and knowing that, you know, it's it's just a wonderful place to be and I can't imagine my life without it. So thank you, I pass. Thank you, Darian. Before Wanda jumps on here, I'm gonna let you know where we're at. We're into action, page 84, 
or these extravagant promises, and we're going to just read that paragraph. Wanda, it is your turn. Hi, everybody. Good morning. It's a beautiful sunrise, Romad. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Uh, I am in a different point in life. Uh, widowhood, for me, is inevitable. Uh, I don't have children. I don't have grandchildren. Uh, I, I really can't trust my family. Uh, I only have program, and uh, I have trouble with ADLs, activities of daily living. Uh, I uh, have to make decisions and take action, and action uh, uh, is uh, very hard for me. Uh, I was uh, born into a helpless uh, helplessness and uh, uh, inability to function, uh, inability to um, do things well uh, and um, focus and concentrate and comprehend, and so I have to be busy uh, when when it comes, you know, with legal stuff, and, you know, I have a house, and uh, so I will have to be very mindful of everything I do, and uh, it'll encompass not having uh, a lot of help. Uh, and, um, you know, my husband, uh, uh, is very sick and, you know, already, uh, was in the hospital for a week and he is in, uh, Lake Geneva enjoying himself. And, uh, I, I just have to ask God for help and, uh, know that God is going to be there for me and uh, that the promises do come true, and that, uh, you know, I've had my husband for 30 years. He's helped me organize my thinking and action, and, uh, you know, without him, I cannot be sunk. I cannot go under. Uh, I cannot turn to food, drugs, or any alcohol. I mean, I have to be clean, sober, straight, and then I have to do it happily. I have to do it kindly, nicely. Uh, I have to pay attention and care for myself. That is the most hard thing I could do. Care for myself. I was taught to care for other people, focus. Time. Uh, and I I have to make sure, you know, that uh, I don't abandon myself or give up. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Wanda. Next up is Jen A, followed by Judith S.K. Hey, good morning, Russ. Thanks so much for moderating today, and thanks for everybody in their service. Um, wow, you know, as we get to the promises, the end of the promises on page 84 here, this is halfway through uh, those steps, right? Um, well, at least kind of halfway through 164, 164 pages. And 
extravagant, you know. Um, promises were always broken for me. In fact, I still don't make any promises to other people today because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll mess that up too. Um, so I just try and stick there. But if God wants to promise a girl like me something, um, when I came into these rooms, I'll take whatever I can get. I was desperate. And, you know, um, five years ago when I came in, I grabbed this big book. And um, by osmosis, I thought I was going to, uh, you know, get what it had by sitting it on my nightstand, and that didn't work. But as I began to open it up, and I began to be guided through the big book by my sponsor and read these pages, um, answer the questions, do what was asked of me, pray the prayers that were in it, I began to see these promises unfold. And it is so true when it says halfway through, right? Like halfway through my amends, things like, it was like all of a sudden I was like, hmm, what's happening out there? Like I thought everything around me was changing. No, Jen, you were changing. And that's the beautiful thing. Um, and, and this page right here today when I picked up my big book, um, it fell out of my big book today, Otter God. Um, this is where the rubber meets the road, and I start in 10, 11, and 12 pretty heavily, you know. And what is a step 10? It's 1 through 9, um, you know. And I do my morning meditation, and I work with others. This is where the action has to take place, you know. And every day I'm thinking, I'm singing to myself, you know, you better work it, girl. <laughs> do your thing on the runway. Like, get out there and work for God. That's, that's my job. Like when I prayed this morning with all my heart, all my soul, and all my might, I said, you know what, God, I have seen the miracles unfold in my life with my kids, with my family, with my job, in a relationship. I have seen God work miracles. And the miracles are what he promises us. Because that's why people say that line. You know, they say, don't leave until the miracle happens. Um, it does materialize if I work for them. And that doesn't mean calling people and bitch moaning and complaining to them. That means calling and doing the work. That means putting pen to paper. That means making amends even when they suck their heart and I don't have the money to make them. And I did that for five years it took me to make my financial amends in this program. And when I was finally done, another bill came for over $1,000, and I paid it happily. Why? Because I had felt all these things. I had experienced them on the bottom of 83 and the top of 84, and I don't ever want to lose this. I don't ever want to lose the guidance and direction from a power greater than myself. You know, the divinity of God just surrounds my life all today, right. and I see it in, in full force. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Russ. Thanks, Jen. So next up is Judith S.P. Good morning. My name is Judith, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Grateful to be here. Thank you, Russ, for moderating and everybody for being here and sharing. This is so amazing to me. The promises have quietly and gently been coming true in my life and I also realize as others have shared that if I don't do the work and I say nah I'm too tired or oh I'd rather do that or blah 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 um, what I'm doing is pushing myself back into my disease and that's not a place I ever want to go again and I've been reminded in my head of the little adage that says practice, 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 and that's the way you get to Carnegie Hall. For me, do the work, do the work, do the work. 
keeps me consciously connected to my higher power, which for me is God. And this is so counterintuitive. Even though I've had a generic belief in God and spirituality, I think even before I came out of the womb, uh, it always was compartmentalized. It was never an overarching uh, way in which I moved through my life, doing God's work, connecting with God, pausing when I need to, praying when I need to, breathing when I need to, because the reality is what was done by me through God yesterday is yesterday, and today is a new day, and I have the opportunity to keep working, 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 so I keep very connected to God, to you all, trust that my ego, edging God out, is going to be very quiet and very little. It's going to be there because I'm human, but these promises will embrace me and I will embrace them through the work that God is calling me to do each moment of every day. And I am so grateful for Bill W. and Dr. Bob and all the people who have set me and us on this path of recovery and spiritual fitness. So with that, I pass, and thank you all for being here. Thank you, Judith. So we have time for a two-minute share. We would like to take the last two minutes. I'm sure you don't want me to talk, so... Yes. Um, hello? Yep. Who is it? See? Okay. Yep. Right. We had somebody before Who you. Who be? Oh, sorry. Who, who was the first person? All right, Manny, you're up. You got two minutes, about two minutes. Good morning, everybody. This is Manny C. from California. Um, I'm... Uh, currently in my fourth step and uh, doing all these inventories is really rocking my world. Um, But as I list out, try to count out, I think I counted maybe 12, um, maybe 13, 12 to 13 promises in the last paragraph and this paragraph. And um, I just wanted to express great anticipation and expectation um, in some ways, they, uh, um, hope, no, not in some ways. I am hopeful that they will come true, but it says they always will materialize if you work for them. Um, and so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing this unfold in my life. I pass. Thanks, man. You're going to be our last share for today, and I thank everybody who shared, everybody who did service on this meeting this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. So the share I gave for today, Wednesday, September 15th, 2021, is 17th Avenue, 748. Seven four eight. Okay, so we will now close with a reading from the Big Book on page one sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. 
And I have Joni C. Uh, reading a vision for you. Our big book is meant to be a suggestive volume. So I want Joni. May I be heard? Yep, perfect. This is Joni C. from Minnesota, gratefully recovered. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. Thank you. 